Ben Coy with Military Veteran Dad. And if you really want to learn to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast squad is Scott Ferguson. Welcome to episode 139 with my good buddy, Maureen. Ben Colloy from Military Veterans Dad. Um, you know what? Ben is a, a fellow veteran of mine, um, but he realizes that friendships are key to getting over a lot of humps. He drops so many solid knowledge nuggets, uh, talking about bringing what's in your shadow out into light, understand how important your voice is to be heard, um, and also that the world is waiting for you to go first, so take action. Inch by inch, it's a cinch. And if you want a great introduction for somebody to help you do that, I will proudly make that to my good friend, Ben. So without further ado, sit back, relax, break out your notebooks, because here comes my friend, Ben Colloy from Military Veteran Dad. Hey, 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 time to shine today, Varsity Squad, it is Scott Ferguson. And I've got my leatherneck here from the Marines, or like they like to call themselves, the Men's Department of the Navy. Uh, now, he's a fired-up individual. Um, somebody, you know, his story is amazing, and I can't wait to get to it. But like I said, my, my good friend Ben Colloy here is a U.S. Marine veteran. He turned blogger, life coach, speaker, and he has a rockin' podcast as well, whose mission is to bring military veterans' dads home to their families. He resides in Janesville, Wisconsin, Cheesehead, what? With his wife and three beautiful kids. And it's funny that I read through his profile, guys, and the big thing that kind of stood out to me is I probably was in the military a lot before him because I was in from 90 to 96. Uh, but, you know, there's separation that you go through, like a little like two-day class, and they don't really get you ready for the civilian life. And what Ben is, does is he takes those veteran dads and kind of like kind of molds them in and helps them level up. And I'm so excited to dig in here because when he tells a story, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. So Ben, without further ado, if you can, I'm going to have you come on and introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad. But first, what is your favorite color and why? My favorite color is kind of biased based on where I worked and whatever branded colors I had. So a while I worked at a company where their color was orange, I just was let go from a company whose color was red. And I would say those two colors really got into my mind. But always growing up, it was always blue. Blue, blue? was always okay. my favorite color. Love it. I love it. Love it. Even love though it. I was in military green, blue is still always my favorite color. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You, you got, like I said, everybody, I, he has just a stellar story. Um, and I'm just going to let him go. And if you can kind of give us the origins of maybe getting out of the core and then how you move forward and now you're helping others level up. So my story actually turned out a little bit different in the before. I'm going to go before the joining the core. So okay. I was two weeks away from joining the Air Force because I wanted computers and I wanted the easy way. And I thought Marines were just a bunch of grunts that shot stuff up. So I really didn't even spend much time looking at the other ones because I was only going for computers and I wasn't looking for the military. I was looking for the education. Yeah. Well, the Marine recruiter was at our church picnic that year. And that day changed my life because my mom was worried that I wasn't exploring all my options. So she goes over <laughs> and talks to my the recruiter first. And then I come over and then quickly after talking to him, turns out Marines have everything that the Air Force has. 
Next thing you know, I'm talking to him in the guidance counselor's office that next week. And two weeks later, I'm raising my right hand for the Marine Corps, which I would say was the scariest thing that I've ever done because I would have been voted least likely to join the Marine Corps. I wasn't fit. I couldn't do a pull-up. I couldn't run. (laughs) And for me, it was kind of like I need to choose a hard path. I didn't really know that at the time. I think I probably did it because I was too afraid to tell him no back then. But honestly, looking back, like it was like the hardest path that I could have taken. And I had never really had a hard path. I grew up on a farm, so I knew what hard work was but I didn't really have like a hard path where I needed to like fall down multiple times. I would say that I had a fairly easy path growing up, but for that hard path, that really set me on this idea to go in the Marine Corps to really just kind of peel back. I mean, boot camp was a hard emotional. I wasn't a person that was emotionally tough. I didn't have resilience. And so I remember there's times in boot camp that I broke down and cried. And just throughout the time I did most of my time in Okinawa, I did three years over there, just got, kind of a big view of how the world works, where I could fit into it. I got out with the simple idea that I knew I was meant for something bigger, but I had no idea what that was. And I just knew that the Marine Corps was going to hold me back because I couldn't shoot and I couldn't run. And those were things that needed to get ahead. And so I felt like I was a good Marine, but I wasn't a good Marine the way the Marine Corps measured me by. So I got out. But then the problem was what you were talking about TAPS is the TAPS code teaches you how to get a job and land that job, but it does not teach happiness. It sells happiness, but it doesn't actually sell the product that actually delivers the result. (laughs) And for me, I got lost in this idea of becoming a civilian and losing a part of myself that I had really forgotten the different things in the Marine Corps had taught me that I really fell in love with, like leadership and helping people and individuals and Marines become something better. Like a lot of Marines get labeled as a bag of ass and a ship bag, and they just get written off. I love taking those Marines and helping pull out the Marine that they themselves couldn't even see. Like they had identified with this label of being a ship bag and they were just going to live with it. And it was up to, I took it upon myself to really pull out that Marine and identify it like those core qualities. And that's what leadership is. But I forgot about that for almost 10 years. So part of the TAPS code was I got a job. I got, I was going to college. I was going for electrical engineering because that's what they told you you need to do. You need to get a degree. You got this GI bill. It's part of what you should do. You went, it's part of the package, but I ended up failing. I ended up dropping out. I wasn't good at calculus. I love (laughs) electricity. Didn't make me good at it. And my grass dried up because that was like 2013 is when I dropped out and I got out in 2007. And that was my life was going to get better. If I can just get this degree, everything will be better. Or that was a lie I told myself. So when that went away, like, man, what am I going to do? And so it was six months kind of just lost in the desert a little bit. And I just had, my daughter was just born that same year. And I remember looking at her face and I'm like, what kind of father am I going to be without this degree or even knowing where I'm going to be or how will I provide if I don't have a path? And it was a simple seminar that was just making the transition from staff to supervisor, supervisor that opened my world up to this leadership idea. And so then I just went all in. I got, I got introduced to names like Zig Ziglar and he, I got hooked on his stuff. And then once you start pulling back the veil, then you start all these different things. I found Dave Ramsey, all the, all the self-help that's out there. But I had no idea of any of this existed until that seminar. That seminar like, lit a fire of leadership that probably took me still another five, six years to unpack and understand who I was and understand what really brings Ben Collet to the table. And it wasn't until 2008 that I went to a seminar for military influencers. And I told my story about trying to do something with a veteran dad life coach or a veteran dad podcast. It was really half-baked and I honestly didn't believe it in myself (laughs) either. But I told her my story and she started crying because her husband came home from war, but mentally didn't come home from war. And it hit her square in the chest 
that she's been fighting to, to save her husband, but yet he's still not coming home. Sure. And her kids are at stake here, essentially. I mean, everything in the family is at stake when a dad doesn't come home. And so that validated my story, my voice. And three months later, I launched the Military Veteran Dad podcast on January 1st, 2019. Now, over a year and a half into it, over 90 episodes. And I'm loving every minute of it because the more I dive into it, the more this mission is needed, the more I, the, my voice is needed. And I understand what something that a lot of veterans and let's be honest, a lot of people don't understand is the power of their voice that I podcasted the whole year with doing just interview shows and having a full-time job. And what I realized, I did some solos last fall and I realized that like, I have more to say than I have airtime to say it. And I liked and the listeners were liking me. Like I asked one of the guys one time, what do you want more me to more, do more of? And he's like, I wish you would talk more. And I was like, okay, well that's okay. advice I wasn't expecting. Right. So I kind of just flirted with it and I was like, I really liked it. So I started a solo show on, in January called fatherhood Friday. And that's just me on the microphone and just bringing my voice and my value. And that in itself has allowed me to gain more confidence even COVID. So like this year has been super crazy because my story, like you think it's great up to that point, like it changed everything on January 27th. I went into work like a normal day and by nine o'clock, I found out my position at work was being eliminated. So my world got rocked even before COVID rocked it. And so February 14th was my last day in the office. And from that point, I knew that I wanted to be a stay-at-home dad. That's kind of like my thing. My kids are eight, seven or eight, five and three right now, eight, five and four. And I just want to be dad right now. And I want a business that allows me to do that. So I went all in. I'm going, I, I was going into professional public speaking. Then COVID hit. So then it kind of twirled it up again. But then I decided to pull back a little bit and focus on my health. Weight was always something I struggled with. And there has been a social media challenge by Andy Frisella from the I know. Uh, Real with AF podcast, 75 Hard. Yeah. And I was like, this is as easy as life is going to get during quarantine. So I started 75 Hard. The version you're seeing here in the video is not the version that would have been here six months ago. Like Good I've seen you, video man. of myself from looking yeah. back. I'm like, who was that guy? Like I didn't have a right. beard. I've never had a beard in my life. I've lost 25 pounds. Yeah. Like, and out. so now I'm yeah. like even more alive as I step into my voice and my passion and more of me is able to come to the surface. And like, it's been a wild ride. And this year has been even crazier because even before I lost my job, my 2020 word was belief. Mm-hmm. And and that word is rooted in that I was searching for so long, for five years during my self-help journey for the answer, the podcast, the the book that was going to open up or change everything. Sure. But what I realized this year, more than any other year or in, in myself, is the only thing that I was missing was the single belief that I had everything inside to do everything that I've ever wanted. I myself needed to believe that I was capable of doing it. Love it. So let me ask you something with you getting kind of let go from your position or whatnot, how, how did your family with your wife, um, mainly, how did, how did she take it on that you were going to be the domestic engineer? Because a lot of times the women is the, the domestic engineer of the family. How did, how did she take that on along with her support with you starting military veteran dad? So it's been kind of one where she kind of didn't understand it. Like for the podcast, she didn't necessarily understand it, but it was something that she was okay uh, supporting and different things. Sure. And she's a school teacher. So she, we still have some income and she's a kindergarten teacher. So she was never a stay at home mom. So it wasn't like I was intruding sure. on some space and we were trying to divide. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so she's always had that. So we had some cushion. We have sure. benefits through that, but I would say there's a lot of fear with what she, when I brought this idea to her and through COVID, it was, 
COVID kind of came and like solidified and made it easier because not having a job, the job's kind of going away. Right. It kind of just forced us to be together more and just allowed me to work on the podcast more. But I would say there was definitely fear and it wasn't easy. And there was definitely hard days. I remember when I first came home and told her, like she asked me four times because she thought I was joking. And <laughs> those first few weeks, like it was a very difficult feeling for her to process because I had that job for eight years and it was always a constant and it was just something she kind of gotcha. dealt with in her head that it was always there. And then poof, just like for me, it was gone. Right. But I had been kind of emotionally preparing for it because I sure. wanted to leave that job. Yeah. For a long you wanted time, to, but she was used to it, it right. being steady there and like it just being something she can expect and understand. But I would okay. say through probably the six months, it's been a, a healing process for both of us to heal and grow and get acceptance to it. Like, Good. It's I would say even for me, like the idea of, when I have different job interviews that I flirt with, like in the early months, like I had huge anxiety related to it. Cause I was like, I never want to feel stuck like that ever again. <laughs> exactly. And I just, I, I feel like I was going back to jail if I had to get a job. Right. And I've kind of healed from that process. Cause like eight years of your life is a long time. Just in it snap of your fingers to have sure. removed for no other reason than you're, they don't need you anymore. Like that's a hard emotion to process. And, one, veterans don't process emotions already very well. Right. I'm an emotional guy, so I feel like I got a leg up on that part, but it gotcha. was still difficult because you still have to dive into hard thoughts, hard truths, hard realities, and face right. them head on. And it's those emotions that we don't face as veterans that, one, prevent us from coming home to our family. It's the ego that says you have it all together that's going to prevent you from coming home. Like these are all things you got to turn off in order to fully sure. be present so, with what you're feeling. Ben, and stepping speaking into of it. that, what is your secret sauce then to help these veterans as they come home and starting the transition to help them find that blind spot and help them turn that corner? Well, I was actually I was telling you before we hit record that I was talking to a dad this morning, and for him, we were I was talking in the basic, uh, was giving him some of the content that I have, and friends is one of the major things that transformed my life. So when I was 30, my midlife crisis was dying alone, that when I reached the end of my life, no one was going to care whether Ben Cloy existed or not. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I started with talking with dads at the park and those friends that I started creating that ability to talk to people really helped get me to where I am today. And you started and those talk, conversations. I, 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 started I did with listen those, to that. Yeah, I started with those conversations. I had to lead with that. And he was talking about a friend that he has, but he always feels awkward when he's talking to him. And I'm like, does he make it awkward or do you make it awkward? And he's like, I make it awkward. Cause I'm always rambling. I'm always, I'm like, you're rambling because you're hiding something, right? You're hiding some darkness that you've, he was shared a lot with me in that moment, but he hadn't actually shared what's really in the darkness. And I like to describe ego as a protection mechanism as a kind of like a survival mechanism that your brain uses it as a way to protect what you want to be, stay hidden. So if you think of your brain and you're, as you, if you're in a conversation and what you're talking about is in the light, and there's sure. something in the darkness and you have to rotate your mind back and forth constantly to make sure that light never touches that darkness. Sure. And it's that darkness though, that is your ego, that you create stories, you create energy, you create all this false narrative to protect what's in that shadows. Right. But when you bring what's in the shadows into the light, that's when you truly feel free. So a lot of it is unpacking truly what's in that shadows. And it's the ego is one of the very first mechanisms that a veteran or really anybody has to turn off. Because if, until you turn it off, you're always going to try to hide what's there. And the crazy part that you don't realize in the standard way society advertises itself as this is how life works is you think you're going to die if you reveal within that shadows. 
Right. But the opposite happens. When you reveal what's in the shadows, you actually become magnetic. You grow, baby. You you, you you grow grow in an exponential way. It's like a nuke because that magnet just gets so strong, that vulnerability, the connection with another guy when you both share something really vulnerable that you don't necessarily expect to say. That in itself is what creates a connection that allows you to feel that connected to society or connected to someone else, connected to your wife, connected to your kids. But as long as you hold that darkness back, you are always going to feel disconnected and Absolutely. getting them to feel connected. So you to give something, them a platform at Military Veteran Dad to the to, to voice then, correct? Yep. Really, the, the voice, to understand it, and just the, the feeling that they're not alone. Like, fuck, that's the one thing. Like every episode I have, I always tell the guest, our only objective is for you to share something vulnerable that cancels out the echo inside their head that they're alone and that's the biggest thing is it's an echo chamber. And until you let these thoughts out, they just get louder and louder. And they always cut the end result in the worst case is that your life is better. Your family's better without you. And I should just take my own life. Like it always explain, comes to that conclusion. Do you explain to them that there's going to be a process because I coach, you know, I, I, you know, quite a few people one-on-one and I have a, a big grouping coach that I'm blessed for. Do, do you ex- explain that, it, that it's a process to this, that inch by inch, it's a cinch by the yard. It's hard. A lot of people, especially being a veteran or even like myself, we try to bite off a lot and expect that, you know, cause in the military, boom, you're expected to do something. The change is supposed to happen then and there. Right. Mm-hmm. So did you explain to them there's a process to this and to be patient with it? I explained there's a process and I explained patience is one of them. And even in my life is the same. Like I wasn't like this overnight and every part of it has just been peeling back the onion in a different way. And for me growing, but I think what a lot of veterans like it, it's kind of like the Motrin uh, analogy where in the military, anything's wrong with you, you take Motrin and water and it sure. just makes you better. Like that's what you're sold. Right, right. And they expect some of the same thing. Or even when you go to the VA, I think a lot of people think if they go to the VA to get help, like there's just going to be this pill and they don't, they right. know what they have isn't a pill and they can't right. fix it. And, right. But it's that process of talking. And I explained that it's, it's, Ultimately, what you need to have is that idea of what matters. And to a dad, I always try to really open, like the one thing they don't fully see, and it's kind of like the thing, if I can get them to see this, then they can give the the energy to get through where they need to go, is that they realize that the one thing that matters the most is their family. And there's also one kind of idea that when veterans transition, we never switch from a legacy of what our service meant to a legacy of why our family fucking matters. Absolutely. if you're, if you lost a friend in Iraq, I always tell dads that he died. So you can go home and be the best fucking Absolutely, dad. You can be. Man. There's that and like, if you, sacrifice. what would like, what would he tell you if you were feeling sorry for yourself right now? He'd be able to tell you, get off your ass and go hug your Dude, kids. Cause I can't, saying. yeah. My get kids never life. get to feel their father's love again. And you do. Right. You need right. To, to live your life in a way and with the gift that I gave you and just getting them to understand the presence that your family can bring you. Absolutely. That process I think is where I start where it's about understanding the value right there in your family because everything fuels from your family not like you don't create something on the side to fuel your family sure because like it's the idea that if i just work my ass off my family will be happy gotcha it doesn't work that way ben so have you seen the movie back to the future with marty mcfly okay yep so we're gonna get our delorean you're gonna you're gonna ride back to the 18 year old uh, ben Cloy, what kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on that Ben to maybe help him level up with what your knowledge is now? Okay, and uh, your wisdom is now. What kind of knowledge nuggets would you drop on him to help him shorten shorten his learning curve, 
you know, maybe level up a little quicker. That's easy. And it's summed up into kind of a colloism, which are kind of my weird truths to the, to the way I live my life. And there's one instant truth that evolves through all the different things, whether you've got a problem as a veteran or whether you've got PTSD, it doesn't sure. matter. What is the it? amount of people that you talk to daily and strangers that you talk to daily is directly proportional to the amount of opportunity you have in your life. So a lot of people have no opportunity. They feel stuck. They don't know where to do next. They don't feel like they can get a job. They don't know what they want to do with their life. But the amount of people that you talk to daily is directly proportional to the amount of opportunity. In those conversations, you get reflected back value in yourself, but then right. you also get exposed to such a new opportunity. That's why people love podcasts. There's so much new worlds that people get exposed to listening to podcasts. Imagine if you were doing that in an intimate conversation and you met someone that can actually take you with you. I love that. So, and you never can know that if you don't actually start talking. And I absolutely. wish I would have started talking to strangers so much earlier. We call it getting your asking gear here. Always asking, always meeting new people. So we talked about the dash here. I want to know how you want your dash, remember? That little, uh, that little line in between your uh, life date and expiration date. How do you want your legacy statement? How do you want your epitaph? How do you want that dash remembered, Ben? I want that dash remembered in a way that says that people remembered me for I gave a shit. And I was there when others weren't because that's often like I'm pulled into a conversation and there's something I wrote in a blog post. I, I wrote a letter to myself to why I was worth living about three or four years ago. And in it, I wrote early in life, people pushed you down so that later in life you could pull people up. Love it. And that gave me so much purpose. And so that's kind of how my mantra is. I'm always out there trying to pull people up because I was there. I know what that feels Love it. Looks like. So what is... Is there, when you start meeting with people and people that you coach, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? There's been a question that I've been leading with and it's been giving interesting results is what's the last thing you expected to share with me today in this conversation? Okay. Skipping the fanciness or fixing any of the questions that try to pull to it. Like go to the root of like, what's the last thing that you expected to share with another random man today? Love because it. that's usually the root of whatever they're feeling and it takes you asking questions and probing there and for them to get there. But like, it's been a good BS question to cut through a lot of that noise Love because it. when you, when they do share it, they're like, I wasn't expecting to share that, but I feel better. Love and it. That, so, like that feeling helps them so much. Beautiful. So what's three things Ben can't live without? I can't live without my kids. I can't live without my wife. And I would say something that oddly to pair with those, I absolutely love coffee. I've been a, become a coffee snob over the last three or four years. And I absolutely love sunrises and sunsets. There's something about a sunrise that symbolizes a, a brand new day and a sure. sunset that symbolizes the beauty of what was. And I'm like Superman. Like when that sun hits your body, it, it, I just feel more alive and capable <laughs> to deal with what life is going to give me that. Love day. it. Love it. So what's your definition of a life well lived then? To me, a life well lived is I create adults and kids that understand how they fit into the world and understand how they can help change it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Dude. What I do on this earth matters, <laughs> but what I leave behind on this earth matters 10 it's times huge. more. It's your legacy, man. You're, you're living your legacy statement. That's why I love squad about Ben is he lives his legacy statement like every day. Uh, and it's fantastic. He's full, chock full of knowledge. Nuggets. So Ben, as we wind things down a little bit, we have a leveling up lightning round. You and I could talk 15, 20 minutes about each one of these questions, but they can be answered with less than five, no explanation. Just, just rattle off the top of your head. You ready? Yep. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Best leveling up advice I've received is stop fucking trying and start doing. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. 
personal habit that contributes to my success is understanding how I wake up is how I continue throughout the day. Love it. Not what you're reading now, not the flavor of the month, but what's that one book? If you're like, man, I'm like, Ben, man, I'm in the doldrums. You know, you're kind of hand me that book. You know, um, here you go, Fergie, read this. For me, one thing that really helped create the life and allowed me when I lost my job to keep it was the Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey because we killed our debt two years ago. And that I was preparing for a world I wasn't even ready for. And that book changed it it all for me. Love it. I'll throw that in the show notes too, people. That's a great reminder for me too. Uh, What is your most commonly used emoji when you're talking? Most commonly used emoji. I haven't been asked this question. I would say the fist bump because Love I it. often do the double fist bump. So I go to the left and the right as a symbol, like I'm in it with you. And my policy is I always show up as a friend I wish I had in my life five years ago. And so that's how I leave my mindset. Love it. So not wisdom wise, but age wise, what age would you be if you could be for the rest of your life? 27. There you go. I always say 28, man. I'm, I'm, I'm almost 49. So I always say, you know, like 28. Um, what is there any um, favorite charity organization you like to give your time and or money to? The charity that came into my life about last year, about this uh, last fall was Angels of America's Fallen. And they essentially are a nonprofit that supports the kids that have lost their parents to suicide or to war. And so they sponsor them with a sports academic from the moment they get accepted to the age of 18. And they make sure that if they lost their dad, that they always have some positive uh, role model in their life, either through sports or a coach. And they make sure that those kids don't get left behind. What's last question? It's kind of a tougher one, but what's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Well, I'm a country guy, so I feel like country just keeps evolving, and there really isn't a good decade for me. I'm a fan of all country, but I would definitely say the 90s because 90s that's country, where I fell baby. in love with. I just oh, yeah. got, I got a boombox. I got yeah. introduced to like uh, Sawyer Brown was one of my first ones. <laughs> like. Faith Hill, even yeah. and those songs, just kind of like let's go, baby, let's go to Vegas. You, those are my uh, 90s country. I, I Shania Twain, like those were go. some good times back then. I mean, you even had the Garth and the Alan Jacksons and you know all the oh, good, feel good yeah. music, man. You know. Yep. So, how can we find you, Ben? Military Veteran Dad is the website. All the links are there for where you can find the podcast. It's under the same name, MilitaryVeteranDad.com, as well. And I'm on Instagram, Ben underscore Colloy. Drop me a DM. I'm always open to have conversation about as open of a book. And I love reaching out and talking to other people out there that are going through something or feeling something that they need to let go. I'm a big fan of Frozen. And what most people don't realize is that Frozen, everybody has a little Elsa inside them. And <laughs> if you understand how Elsa transformed through that process of both of those movies, that is the journey that every human being love is going it. on. Tell us a little bit about freedadcourse.com. So freedadcourse.com was one of my very first products that I offered, and it's a free of five audio lesson program about how to create more friends in your life. Because like I said, friendships more than anything changed my life. And if you can have five friends in your life that you can do life with and share, they will reflect back the best parts of you. And if you can create those in your life, that will help transform of how you continue to lead forward as a dad and a human being. I love it. And, And squad, we have just been basically privy to our own personal free masterclass. Well, a good friend, Ben Colloy here uh, from militaryveterandad.com. You know, he, he tells you, don't be afraid to be the first one to say hi. When you're meeting somebody, you know, make that introduction to yourself because more times than not, people are more scared. And once you break that ice, the conversation, you know, nowhere can flow and can understand that you can actually 
have a new friend. He tells you to understand that your voice is powerful, so be heard. You know, he reminds us that our ego is a survival mechanism, and he wants us to bring what's in the shadow out into the light. And when you are feeling down, don't be afraid to, like Ben says, turn on the bat signal. All right. There's people like us at Time to Shine today that can put you with Ben, especially if you're one of my military brethren. We can put you with Ben to help you with that transition or even just to really level up your life. You don't have to, you know, be having trouble with transition. Ben will actually is a life coach. He can help you level up whether, you know, you're having problems with just the transition or not. And you know what? He reminds us that the more you get to know more people, more opportunities are going to show up. So don't be shy. Get out there. And like I said before, say hi. You know, and he said something that really hammered home with me. He says he wants to be the friend to everybody that he wished he had five years ago. That's fucking baller. That is awesome. And he levels up his health. He levels up his wealth. And he's always humble yet hungry. And Ben, thank you so much for coming on the Time to Shine Today podcast. You're amazing. You're part of the squad now. You can't go anywhere, brother. I appreciate that. And one last colloquialism for you. The world is waiting for you to go first. And when you go first, you give some permission to go second. Love it. Fire up, man. I appreciate you coming on, Ben. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.